We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome inside the Guilty Edge Charge podcast. As always, my name is Steven. I am your host. And today we are continuing our uh, Get to Know series of these prospects that the Chargers have officially drafted. And today we're going to talk about Mr. Zion Johnson, the first round pick of the Los Angeles Chargers. And joining me to do that is AJ Black, who's the editor and publisher of Bolton BC. He is also the host of Locked On BC podcast. AJ, thanks for taking the time to join me. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's uh, I can't believe it's been a week since the NFL draft, but I'm excited to talk a little bit about Zion today with you guys. Yeah, it has been a week. You know, there's all this, you know, the draft is weird, right? Because there's all this hoopla and all this hype and everything. And then it's like, oh, a week went by and like nobody's really talking about it anymore. So, yep. Um, but I always like to, you know, bring on these people who who cover these prospects and know them better than anybody else and kind of get their thoughts and pick their brains and uh, you know, I wish I could interview Zion, but I can't right now. So, you know, this is the bet and the next best thing. Yeah. If you get a chance to, he's awesome. And like you get to, when you get to meet some of the players at a school, you get to know them. Zion was always one of the most genuine, well thought, um, articulate kids on that roster. And it showcased, you know, in what he did off the field, he was a, you know, a computer science major, really, really bright but also on the field, the kid was a mauler and the way he played on the field, um, yeah. you know, it just, he complimented himself and showcased what he could do with his physical um, abilities along with mental ability. Yeah. you know, I can't wait to talk about all of that stuff. And, you know, before we really get into like the nitty gritty and stuff, I have to say one of the funnier introductory press conferences and, and not necessarily because it was like funny, funny, but, you know, Zion gets up there on the podium in Los Angeles and he's talking about, you know, how he wants to work in cybersecurity and, you know, mm -hmm. stop cyber terrorism. And then he's talking about, uh, you know, international law and things like this. And I'm like, this dude is so smart. And, you know, there's always that connotation. Right. But, you know, the way that Zion just communicates and his brand, if you will, was is so refreshing from, you know, an offensive line perspective. Yeah, he's he's one of a kind. He's a very unique duck, and like um, you're gonna you get to you're gonna get to know him a little bit more and get to see that personality piece of him come out. And 
it, it's everyone that I've met that have met him and worked with him only have the most positive things to see say. So like when I saw him go to get drafted 17th, it was, you, you, you couldn't, you couldn't help but root for him and like to see him smiling and see him so happy. It was such a great moment. Yeah. And I, I'm sure, you know, uh, our listeners and myself were very happy, you know, about this selection. So uh, let's dive into Zion a little bit more. And I always like to kind of start this process with the recruitment side of things. And obviously Zion has a very unique story, you know, starting yep. at Davidson, he was not a scholarship player because Davidson just doesn't have that. And so walk me through the process of what it was like when you heard that, you know, hey, we're getting this offensive line transfer to Boston College from yeah. the University of Davidson. How was that perceived? And, and what was that process like for Zion? Yeah, this, this is this was funny because, you know, this was back when Steve Adazio was the head coach of BC. He's a former uh, Florida offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. um, you know, real old school coach. And he, his bread and butter was as being an offensive line coach. So he had, you know, for years, BC was, you know, not a very good team. They were six and six or, you know, right around 500. But they always have a good offensive line. So heading into the 2019 season, you thought the offensive line was pretty much set. You had all the guys that you had returning. You knew the players coming in. You hit summer camp, and then all of a sudden, this news leaks that they got this kid from Davidson, <laughs> and and you hear about FCS school players, and you're like, nah, you know, he's probably a scout team player. He's probably not going to do much. And then you go to the press conference, and Adazio just keeps saying over and over again, he's going, "You guys got to see the Zion Johnson because he's something special." And we're like, ah, this is coach speaks, coach speak. Right. And he start, and then we get to start to see him play in the beginning of that 2019 season. He starts off as just like, you know, in certain packages, he wasn't an all, all around starter. And then all of a sudden they get him in the starting lineup. It's like, whoa. Okay. So Adazio had something here, but it, he came in completely as an unknown. And I, you know, going into my season preview, didn't even mention him because I didn't think in 2019 that he would have any sort of role because most of the time those FCS players, especially like a school like Davidson, like you just don't expect them to like right. crack the two deep, you know? Yeah. You know, there was uh, so I'm a university of Utah guy and um, we had a similar situation. albeit, you know, university of San Diego with Dalton Kincaid, who now has kind of become a household name, but it was like Dalton Kincaid tied in from San Diego. Like there's just, there's just no way. Like he's just going to be a, you know, a backup to, to the other guys. And now Dalton yep. is, potentially a a draft prospect next year or somebody that it's become, you know, a key cog of the team. So it is always funny, you know, you hear these of these FCS transfers and the initial thought process is always like, well, he's probably a backup. Yep. And, and, and and so, and so many times it's, I've learned as the years have gone on, you know, there there's more and more guys that are, are in that FCS level that we don't give enough credit to that when they get up, they really earn it. And then, you swallow that crow and, and you say, wow, okay, you got to start really adjusting how you perceive these players coming in because there are talent, there is talent there. And then obviously they get to the NFL level too. But um, e- even when they transfer, some of these guys are just looking to get more film, uh, like more stuff on tape so that it gets yeah. to the scouts and don't discredit them because they, they, you know, there's all these guys that are in the transfer portal now that are five stars, you know, top of the line, you know, Caleb Williams and all these other guys that are coming from, you know, big marquee programs. But sometimes it's those, it's those FCS guys that make a big difference when they get to a program. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a fantastic call. Um, So obviously he ends up starting that 2019 season at guard and then the 2020 season, he switches to left tackle. What was that transition like for him? Was that something that kind of happened out of necessity 
Or did they really think that left tackle was kind of the way to maximize Zion's talent? So they, it was more out of necessity. Tyler Vrabel, Mike Vrabel's son uh, was the starting tackle and he's been battling injuries for years. And, you know, when they had Phil Dracovic, the BC quarterback in there, they didn't want to get him killed um, because Frabel's just, I think he had an upper body injury and it was really mm-hmm. impacting the way he was blocking. So they ended up moving Vrabel to guard and then kicking Zion over Zion. I mean, th- it was out of necessity for that, but man, like what he's shown over the last year or so is like, you could line him up anywhere at senior bowl. He's playing center. You could play guard. I'm sure he could play quarterback if you needed him to. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that that versatility that he's bringing to this team is really interesting. And, you know, we talked about how smart he is and how versatile and strong he is. And there are a lot of people that think he could play center, you know, down the road, and that maybe be his his best position. Do you think that's the case, or do you think he he's mostly a guard in the NFL? I think he should be a guard. I mean, given what his skill set is at, his athleticism, it, it feels like it'd be a waste almost to put him at center. Like you, you're, you're going to need to do more in the blocking schemes and like, you know, with pulls and things like that, like you, you want to, like, if you're the chargers and you want to get your running game going, you can move him out and get him running and it'll make a huge difference. So like for him, I would, I would recommend, I think if I was coaching, I would put him at guard because you don't want to lose that athleticism by putting him at center. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And you know, I was a big fan, of, a huge fan of Zion coming out and, and the way that he, it just the versatility of positions, right? But the versatility that he has playing in multiple schemes and, yep. you know, being a potential gap kind of guard or a zone kind of guard, I think really just opens up a lot of possibilities for Zion and the Chargers. Um, I, I don't think there's many, if at all, but is there any kind of weaknesses to Zion's game that you think might be a bit of an adjustment in the NFL? Um, You know, I, I don't. I don't see I don't see a huge weakness with him like when i've talked about him i had a you know my co-host on my show on mondays is a guy going through some scouting schools and learning how to be a scout and he's a bc guy too and he talks to me a lot about like zion is a guy that is ready to plug and play like you just put him in you got your guard all set Mm -hmm. um and terms of weaknesses you know i i think for zion like i he's got a good ceiling I think his weakness might be that like, you know, he doesn't have like the crazy freak athleticism that you might want, um, which at the NFL level makes you like the top level guards. So he's going to be an above average, really good guard, but he won't be an elite guard. So that's kind of where I think Zion might be at in terms of like um, kind of a flaw in his game. Yeah. So initially it sounds like the Chargers are going to kind of play him at right guard. Um, any kind of concern for you in terms of making that transition? Nah, I, 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 if any player, so BC's had good offensive linemen in the past and they've had good offensive linemen recently. You know, I think Zion is just, he is so refined and like his work ethic is, is bar none the best I've seen out of BC linemen in a long time. So I think no matter where you put him, whatever scheme you put him in, he's going to work his tail off to get to himself to where he needs to be. And that will get him, that will make him successful immediately wherever he's at. So I, 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 I feel like I'm, I'm being really, I got my maroon and gold sunglasses on as I stay on my podcast <laughs> all the time, but I'm being honest, like he is a home run 
on any NFL team. And it's his mind frame, his physical ability, and his ability to adjust to what he needs to do. It's just going to make him so successful for the Chargers. Yeah, I, I I completely agree there. And I think, you know, at worst case, you know, he's, you know, a, a double, triple kind of threat for this team. And I think yep. the Chargers needed that kind of player. They needed to fortify the trenches. And, and I'm so excited to see uh, where he can go. Um, you know, that, that's all the questions I have about Zion. But I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you as well about his former teammate that is uh, an undrafted free agent signing for the Chargers. And that is cornerback Brandon Sebastian. Uh, mm-hmm. What can you tell our listeners about uh, Mr. Sebastian? Oh, so Brandon Sebastian is a kid from Connecticut. Um, and he kind of surprised me when he uh, declared for the NFL drafts. I mean, he just didn't strike me as NFL ready. If I want to put that out there, he's a great kid. I'm not, I don't want to bash him at, at the college level. It's always something I'm very cognizant of, but sure. he just didn't seem like he had the like top end that you need to be at the NFL level. Um, he's good. He's made some a lot of good plays for BC, but is he a shutdown corner at the college level? Nah. Is he is he solid? Yeah. Um, he has good length. Um, he's got good instincts. Um, he's not super fast uh, or explosive, so that's a little bit of a concern. Um, but I think he's got a good like a lot of the BC kids. He's got a good head on his shoulder, so he may be able to kind of um, be able to adjust to that, but. It'll be interesting to see if that will be able to trump some of the physical limitations I've seen in him. Was he uh, so he was a, a junior, like a true junior, or was he a COVID junior? Oh God, <laughs> I lose track of all the like I, trying to manage what a college roster looks like with yes. all these COVID years and injury and transfers. It's it's impossible. I think he was a I think he was a junior, but he's been there for like four or five years, so he's been around okay. for a while. He's an older player, so I, I think that's kind of why he ended up going for the draft was more that he's probably maxed out what his abilities are at. I don't think he can Mm. do much more. Um, But I think, you know, he's on the older side. I think he's got, you know, enough film out there for scouts to to look at, but I, you know, I I was a little bit surprised. I thought maybe one more year would have done it for him, but you know, to each their own. Yeah, I guess we'll see, you know, the the Chargers cornerback room definitely is, is going to be up for grabs. They'll have, uh, you know, their top four spots kind of spoken for, but, Yep. You know, if he comes in, you know, Brandon Staley loves a physical long corner. So uh, if he's able to kind of stand out in that regard, make some plays in the preseason, you never know. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm also from Massachusetts and uh, you you just took our best cornerback. So uh, for the Patriots, <laughs> but I'm not going to get into that. That's a whole other conversation, but um, I love JC Jackson, but that's... we got the, hey, we got a Patriots West brewing out and we just signed Kyle Van Oy today as well. So, oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah. That was a good, that's a good signing for you guys too. He's a good player. Yeah. Really excited about that one. The Chargers needed some pass rush help for sure. Um, all right, so we'll get you out of here. Just one more question. Uh, you can kind of take it wherever you want to go. I just uh, any fun Zion Johnson stories. Uh, I mean, the 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 story that I go back to all the time kind of shows you what kind of man he is, and it's not like the player piece, right? I mean, you can watch the film and watch him running back out there on some of the pulls that they had him doing, but that's another thing. With Zion, I remember it was during the COVID year, 2020, and I was on a Zoom call with him, and I was just chatting, and he had on this shirt, and I was like, what are you, I just asked him, like, what are you wearing? Because it had, like, you know, like, someone's army on it, and he was talking about how he, you know, had been busy fundraising for someone who had cancer, 
um, and or had been really sick and it meant a lot to him. And he wanted to make sure he got that out there on the Zoom call. And it just it just struck me like you see yeah. all these kids wearing their BC jerseys and he's out there with this like, you know, a cause on it. And it just showed me like uh, just a piece of him that really it just it just stuck with me that like this is a guy that I think will be in your community doing things while he's doing things on the field. And just he's just an all around solid person. And and I'm a BC grad. I know what they're trying to create there at BC in terms of like, you know, the, the graduate. He's everything that like a school like Boston College is trying to create. And I just, you know, I'm, you know, I'm going to be watching the charges and rooting for him because I can't wait to see what he can do out there. Well, we're very excited about him as well. And really, really appreciate your time today, AJ, to uh, talk about Zion and his teammate, Brandon Sebastian. So, um, again, really appreciate the time. Chargers fans, if you are interested in Boston College, you know, I would definitely recommend go checking out AJ. And again, AJ, thanks so much for your time today. All right. Thanks for having me on.